Hello everybody, welcome to the show. I am your host, Darren James. Today's episode is recorded on the 20th of July. And I'm going to be talking about a American singer-songwriter. And sometimes he was an actor. And that is Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington, for those who don't know, he was the lead singer in Linkin Park, the heavy metal band. But also, he was in uh, bands such as Grey Days, Dead by Sunrise, and then Stone Temple Pilots. But it's mostly Linkin Park that helped Chester gain fame and made his mark in the music business, if you will. So Chester was born in uh, 1976, March 20th, and then he died on this actual date, July 20th in 2017. I had no idea it was his date. I knew sometime in the summer he passed away. I couldn't remember what what month it was or what date it was. But I saw on TikTok this morning someone did like a tribute to him. I was like, shit. It's, it's today? Like, wow, okay. And that basically caused the inspiration for this episode. Um, he was married twice. His first wife was with a woman called Samantha Olit. From 1992 until 2005. His second wife was Tylinda Bentley from 2006 until unfortunately he died. Um, his early life. So Chester grew up in a place called Phoenix, Arizona. His mother was a nurse. His father was a police detective who worked on child sexual abuse cases. Chester, at an early age, began to show a real deep interest in music, claiming bands as Stone Temple Pilots as some of his inspirations. Inspiration, sorry. He even dreamt of being a member of that group, which was cool because he actually did went on to become a member, as I mentioned earlier. So that's kind of cool right there, how you dream of being a member of a certain band that you really like, and then you end up performing that dream, or pursuing that dream, I should say, and you actually become a member of that band. I have no recognition of that band. I've never heard that band before. I've heard of Dead by Sunrise. Dead by... Yeah, Dead by Sunrise. That was like after Linkin Park. He took like a little break from the band and then left. And then went on to pursue this other band. Which was obviously Dead by Sunrise. And then... That was it. Like he released like a couple albums, I guess. And he went back to Linkin Park. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> The rest is history, I guess you could say. Um, unfortunately, here's where some of the episodes, some of this episode gets dark. Chester was sexually abused as a kid when he was like 11 years old by an older male friend. There's no um, knowledge as to who this friend was, like his name, identity, where he lives, what age he was, nothing like that. So his identity... To this day, I imagine, raised private. Um, so Chester was 11 years old. I'm oh, sorry, he was 7 years old when this happened. And as for most people who go through this sort of trauma, he was afraid to ask for help. Because he was afraid of the stigma around this sort of abuse. And, um, tra- abuse, trauma, whatever you want to call it. He was afraid to ask for help because he thought people would think he was lying. And 
most importantly, people thought he was gay. He was, this is what he was afraid of. And the abuse unfortunately carried on until he was just about 13 years old. Years later, he revealed the abuser's identity to his father, who again worked as a detective in sexual cases of child abuse cases. So obviously, his father would be someone to be the right person to come out to about this situ- situation and who could actually help him. But chose Chester chose not to pursue any charges against his abuser because he found out his abuser was also a victim of sexual abuse himself. This sort of thing makes a lot of sense where like, I'm no psychiatrist or anything like that, but oftentimes you hear about these sort of things like sexual abuse cases, regardless of men, women, child, whatever it may be, you often find out that this actually comes from a much bigger picture than we actually realise. This isn't just a random person sexually molesting somebody for the sake of doing it because they get a kick out of it, but it's because that they've got some issues on their own, such as they are a victim of sexual abuse in their own right, and they cannot deal with that um, trauma, so they feel the need to pursue how they're feeling onto someone else by performing sexual acts on this person, or a person, I should say. Which is wrong, don't get it wrong. That just not make it right. But, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but I guess it makes more sense when you find out these sort of things. And, like, you wish there was more ways you could help a person in terms of giving them the support, and maybe there is today. Back then, probably not, but there's a lot of things were different back then. But today, I think that you can help people a lot more with mental health, with this sort of abuse, and hopefully prevent less people from going through something like Chester had to go through at an early age, or any age for that matter. So Chester's parents, um, unfortunately divorced at the age of 11. The abuse and the situation with his parents divorcing really began to take a toll on Chester to the point where you feel like he would run away from home and then feel like he, want, he wants to kill people in order to, to possibly comfort himself. But thankfully, he chose to find a different way out. He would find comfort in himself by often drawing pictures, writing poetry, and then songwriting. Um, Chester's dad had gained custody of him. There's no mention as to why exactly he got custody of him. Like what the situation was between him and his mother. It's to the point where his father gained custody of him. But I don't think that really matters. Um, at least I don't think so in my opinion. Chester's father had gained custody of him. So later on. I'm not saying this was related, but later on, Chester started abusing alcohol, marijuana, opium, cocaine, meth, and unfortunately, LSD. He was bullied at school for being skinny and looking different, which I find very relatable. I think most people could find that to be a relatable reason as to why they were bullied at school. Oh, you look different than me, so I don't like you because of that reason. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, I don't care. I'm still going to believe anyway. 
I don't like your shirt. I don't like your shoes. I don't like your trousers. I don't like your jeans. Whatever it may be, you know. It's silly things such as that that leads to bullying. It's like, why? Why do you care? I don't care what you are wearing. I don't care where you come from. I don't care how many languages you speak, you don't speak. Why do you have to bully me? I've never understood bullying or why it needs to happen, but fortunately it does happen. I wish something could be done about it, but, you know, I'm afraid bullying could be around for a long, long time, especially with social media now, but that's a different conversation for another day. Yeah, so you've bullied the school for being uh, different looking and being too skinny. He moved in with his mother at the age of 17. And his mother helped him, in my opinion, kick his drug habit. Because she would ban him from leaving the house. So basically, he would have to go cold turkey, as the saying goes, for people trying to get off an off addiction. She would ban him from leaving the house until he learned to kick his drug habit. And then after he, he did successfully beat his drug habit, he began to work at a fast food restaurant known as Burger King. And then, eventually started pursuing his career as a professional musician which would then be a long long journey into a a great successful career and a great inspiration of a human being in my opinion i'm going to do like a two-parter on this because i felt like there's a lot of information to really go on and i didn't want to make this too long of an episode because i'll be recording this for my phone and I don't know how to do an edit for my film. <laughs> I'll be glad when I actually get my PC so I can actually begin editing properly. But in the next episode, I'm probably going to talk about more about Linkin Park. Um, a little bit about the band's success, the albums. Um, his relationship with Chris Conwell, who was another musician that died by suicide, if I'm not mistaken. Which many people felt led to Chester's death. He had a hard time dealing with that death, and that's what basically helped him, not helped him, sorry, that's the wrong word. That's what basically chose... How do I explain this? That basically put him in that mindset of, I don't want to be here right now. I don't know for sure, but you never know what goes on with someone's mind when it comes to mental health. And it would be wrong for me to speculate as to what he was feeling. Or what the reasons were. Because I don't know him. I've never met the guy. I just know his music. I've known him. I've seen him in interviews. You know, he seems like a really nice person. A really great inspiration to young men everywhere. In my opinion. And he was one of the greatest fans. In my generation. Possibly. <clears throat> but yeah. I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do for part two. So until next time. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Um... And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was very last minute. I wrote some notes on this to prepare myself to talk about what I want to talk about. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback you'd like to give me, please feel free to do that. Any criticisms, that's great too. Um, Yeah, so until next time, thank you very much for listening. Take care, stay safe, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you very much.